Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time, once again with me in another episode of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Please check out over 700 episodes between Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow, investing secrets of podcasts along with community tools and resources, all at cashflowninja.com. And if you want to learn some of the banking secrets used by the ultra wealthy around the globe, please check out our free video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. I'm super excited to have another fantastic guest with me, joining me on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, Tamar Hermes. Tamar, great to connect. So good to be here. I'm such a huge fan of the work that you're sharing with the world. This is just a real treat to be able to be here with you and have a conversation. Absolutely. Real estate investor, entrepreneur, wealth builder, wealth warrior, Really great to connect. For folks not familiar with you and what you do, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with them? Absolutely. So we'll start from today where I am the CEO and founder of a company, Wealth Warrior Women, where I guide women to become financially free through real estate investing. I do have some men sneak in there. Sometimes they enjoy working with women and that's all good. And uh, we really are focusing not only on how to build wealth through real estate investing, but also how to look at money and establish a really healthy relationship with money so that you can actually grow with with time into that wealth. Uh, it started out uh, as a uh, poor girl in Los Angeles. I was the child of a Holocaust survivor. I had a pretty trying time in terms of finding my way uh, in the world and finding out how do people make money and how does this all work and what's the point here? And as I trudged along, I finally stumbled onto real estate and uh, and it was a, lo- a long journey, but this is, this is not a 10 hour podcast, so I won't get into it, but let's just say that the reason why I'm so passionate about helping other women now is because I did not have an easy time figuring it all out and it was pretty challenging. And what I've come to find is that it really isn't that challenging. Certainly, it's not easy, but it's not impossible at all for anyone. It's like searching for that key to unlock it. And you, I mean, to trying to find that key could take a while. And it does. And there's a lot of challenges and a lot of adversity. But once you find it and unlock it, it's like this whole world open up and go, why didn't I just look for the key there in the first place, right? But it's it's a story, uh, and your story is, is is one of survival built into your DNA. So I think this is a great conversation to have now for folks too, in this specific year because survival is is a theme for a lot of folks. Maybe you can share a little bit more uh, a, a little bit about that because as I mentioned, it's built into your DNA. You survived, you persevered, and then until you you know find this this key that that we that we speak about. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely, I think survival is a th big theme for me. And uh, sometimes, you know, I think like all of us, when we look back on our journey, we think, oh my God, I did that. I tried this. I went here. This didn't work. I mean, you can get a, you can get really, uh, when you look back at your story, it's poetic and you think, wow, you know, what a journey. We all have that. We all have those stories. And uh, I wish it was as easy as just like, it is kind of like finding the key. For me, it was, it was, uh, 20 over 20 years ago that I bought my first place and I, I did figure out the key, but I didn't believe it. And so I made it a lot harder because uh, 20 years ago, we didn't have as many resources. Uh, and I just never thought, I thought, no, no, this can't be this. There's no way that that you can actually make money in real estate. I can lose. And then people would say, no, you're going to lose your money. And so it took me a while to get through that. And I think the, the idea of survival and from where we are right now is uh, just this, uh, just to continue working on your your vision of yourself and your life and what you want because let's face it it's like we have a finite time here and this is all of our time i mean this is we want to we want to enjoy it, but you gotta you you gotta work for it. I remember one time somebody um, had quoted to me the Dalai Lama, and he says you have to work very 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 hard to be happy. You have to work hard to be happy, you know. And maybe we don't have to call it work to be hard, but it is like it takes effort. Like we gotta show up. It's so true. I mean, in everything. I mean, what I just thought when you said that it takes hard work to to be happy. It's like yeah, in every area of our life, it needs to be intentional. You need to have that vision, as you said, and you need to work, work towards it. You know, and the show's a lot about cash flow and money and so forth. And that's what I always say to folks. One of the hardest things to do is managing your own wealth and your own money and be intentional about it because number one, it takes up a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it's, it's, it's very hard work. And that's, that's why it's worth it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that once, uh, you know, once you start to, as you're along your journey and you're figuring out what you're going to do in the world and how you're going to navigate uh, real estate or whatever source you're going to use to create cash flow. obviously I'm a big fan of real estate, so it's my favorite. But what happens is, is that you start to get more comfortable with uh, with with your groove, with what works for you, with what doesn't. I mean, I always, I'll look sometimes at some people uh, where they're making a lot of money really fast. And I think, wow, that's really great. What'd you do? What'd you do? And I listen to it. And then I think, well, you know, maybe that strategy is not for me because I'm a little more conservative. I'm a little more, uh, the um, I'm a little more of a steady, steady growing path. And as I've gone, as I've gotten Comfortable with one strategy like a buy and hold, then I kind of went into okay, well, what is there? And then now um, I'm probably maybe 75, 80% passive investor. So now it's more what what people can I find where I can put my money where they can go to work for me, but I trust them and they can uh they can help support my wealth. And that makes it a lot easier. Absolutely, which contributes to the time freedom, right? So initially building and growing and learning the skills. You've got a rags to riches story. What are some of the things, the pivotal things that happen on your journey? Because we've got listeners at different stages of their journey. 
and obviously there's been some folks uh, with setbacks this year. What are some of the things that that really was that mo- the moment that changed where you started to look at money different, at wealth different, that really started to build the fundamental building blocks for you in order to build the rest of your journey to go from rags to riches? Mm, God, that's such, you always ask such great questions. I love that. You know, it's interesting. This is going to sound so cliche in a way, but it really does have to do with how you show up and your mindset. It starts there because when you start to feel good about yourself and you start to believe you can deserve it and you start to put your best foot forward in a positive way with energy, you know, people like you, you can make friends, you can make mentors, you can make deals things start to happen for you. So a lot of it had to do with the way that I started to show up. And also one of the big points was the way I started to let go of money. I started to see how money needs to cycle. And I can't tell you how many women and men that I know that are sitting with way too much money in their bank accounts. And I'm talking six figures, seven figures, multiple seven figures. And I get it. I get it because it's scary to let it go. But the truth is once we start circulating, and I think it was just once I started circulating and seeing money come back and you you start to get used to it. You start to get used to buying and selling and having the money move around. For a while, it was just buy and hold, buy and hold, and just get your rents in. But then it was like, okay, what else is there? So that, I think that was part, that it was the mindset and really continuously showing up and, and stepping into the person that I wanted to be. And also the other part has to do with starting to see how money needs to cycle to grow. Absolutely. Yes. The the foundational stuff. And we've spoken about this so many times and it's so great to to hear. And it's, it's, it's a blueprint. So for listeners and viewers out there, this is a blueprint. It starts with the mindset, you know, your skill sets, the things that you can control, you can control your mind, you can control your ability to produce and create to the marketplace and provide value through learning skill sets and stacking skills and and then relationships. And then you start to, once you've got the foundational pieces in place, like you said, then you start to see things differently. And one of the things was, I love what you said of how money needs to cycle because you need to give it a job, right? Otherwise it's gonna be get really bored. And especially in today's checking account and money market environments, it's gonna get very, very bored very quickly. It's gonna get stale and it's gonna start going down before it starts going up. Exactly, and before you know it, it's gone, right? Or you've at least, least lost a lot of the value of it. Yeah, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot with uh, to get to get my clients to start seeing the opportunity of what it is to start cycling your money and invest it in deals that you're comfortable with. Obviously, we're not saying just go and just throw it in anything, but I mean, you'll do your due diligence, you'll study, you'll mitigate risk. And the idea, you know, at a certain point, I had a client recently, and she is a multi six-figure earner in a W-2. And I basically said, we either get you in a deal before this year ends, or you can just write a big check to Uncle Sam, because that's what it's going to come down to. And, you know, at that point, she really started to see, wow, I mean, am I going to just give it away after I've worked so hard? Or am I going to actually give this, am I going to put this money to work? Or is the government going to put it to work for me? Yeah. And which turns into the money game and learning the money game and understanding the money game, because there's a game and there's rewards in the game. Play the game properly, put your capital in places that benefit society as a whole, uh, such as real estate, you know, which the government doesn't want to be in, uh, 
in the landlord business. They need uh, real estate entrepreneurs to do that and you get rewarded. You've chosen the vehicle of real estate and you've shared a lot of different ways why it's possible for anyone through this vehicle if they are intentional about it to, to create wealth. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, there are so many reasons why I absolutely love real estate. One of the, one of the clearest ones has to do with the fact that I can understand it. And I know that when I was starting to play in the stocks or Bitcoin or all these, they're all viable. I mean, you can make money in any of them, but I just couldn't understand it. And I also couldn't control it. Whereas with real estate, I know, okay, I'm going to buy a property for a hundred thousand. The rent's going to be a thousand. I'm going to calculate the expenses. The tenant's going to pay every month. I mean, there's so many things I can see. I can see it working. I, I know it's in a good location. I see there's a restaurant across the street and it's packed. You know, I mean, there are things that we can look at. I wish that property was $100,000, by the way. <laughs> but still, you know, there are properties for that price, but sometimes they're not um, in the they're not in the best areas all the time right now. Depends on where you are in the world. Anyway, you can still manage it. You know what's going on. So that's that's one of the reasons. Um, you know, I love the way uh, I love the the hard asset. I love the way it works. I love uh, the fact that, you know, people need a place to 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 live. Most of the time they need a place to work. We'll see what, during COVID they're working from home, but I think office spaces and commercial spaces will still make a, a comeback maybe in a different way, but will they'll still be viable. And it's just, uh, it, and it's just nothing works the way real estate does that I've ever seen in my life. It's just like this, like it is to me, it's the keys to the castle. It's one of those asset clauses too, where it's a hard asset and Regardless of the time period in human history, people are always going to need a place to live. You know, they're going to need food and they need a place to live. Now, the delivery might be a little bit different, but real estate also is something that is, you know, it's tangible. So it's, it has to be physical and it needs to be able for folks to, to use, use it. So the delivery of it is pretty much hasn't really changed over centuries. Yes, the things inside of it has, but the actual living space, you look at an apartments, you know, 100, 200 years ago, uh, besides the sides of it, I mean, it's still, it's real estate is real estate. Yeah. And there's something also really satisfying about it. I mean, I can tell you, I'm a lot more excited about even a single family home than I am about like the coins of gold in my cupboard. You know, it's just not, it's like, Meh, you know, but the but the real estate, it's like you can see it, you can you you know, people live there. You just it's just a it's just a really cool asset class. I mean, that's and and that's at a very basic level at a single family home. Yeah, the one is def. I mean, the and and to your point, like the gold coins is just protecting money that you've already made, and real estate is the mechanism to make money, right, and to to generate cash flow, which we love to talk about on this show. Yeah. Cash flow is that's the other thing with with real estate. I just I love the way the cash flow works in real estate. To me, it 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 is there's so many there's so many advantages to it in terms of, you know, if you buy a stock and the stock goes up, you're kind of stuck with all those gains and then you have to pay tax on them right away. Whereas with real estate, you have all these options with 1031 exchanges. If you live in a house and you you live there for a year and then you move and then you do it and then, and then you live in a new place, you get that big tax deduction. I mean, it just goes on and on. There's bonus depreciation. There's cost segregation. It just, the benefits are just 
incredible. And even though we know that some of that might change, look, we lived through eight years of, uh, of Democratic uh, with Obama. We didn't have an issue. Everybody manages. You just navigate around. You make it work. Yep. One of the things that I love, I, and I love this brand, Wealth Warrior Woman, because is there a better time to be a warrior and be courageous, right, than uh, in today's environment? And, you know, 2020 was was a was a was a storm. Uh, there might be a bigger storm in 2021, the fallout from this. So you're definitely going to have to be courageous and and be a warrior, which I love about. Could you share a little bit about that and how it empowers women? Because women have a different psychological approach to investing and to money uh, than than let's just say men. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think that. For whatever reason, women have this, uh, I'm not going to say for whatever reason, I think it's just the way the society has been. I mean, we couldn't own property not too long ago. We were the ones that were supposed to stay home and take care of the kids. We weren't in the job force. So us having our own money and us taking power of our finances is somewhat new. And so I think even generationally, you know, parents haven't even been, my mom didn't teach me anything about money. She never said, go out and make your own living. It was just... I don't know. I mean, there wasn't even any conversation about it. I just, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't hear go and get a husband, but you know, that's what I thought. Cause that's what all the society told me. And uh, for me being a warrior, it is about owning your life. And when you have money, you have choices, period. So if you are in a bad marriage and you want to leave, you can leave. I can't tell you how many women I've ever met that have said, I really want to leave my relationship, but I don't know anything about finances. I haven't saved any money. They're trapped. I mean, that is not a way to live. And there's just there's just a myriad. If you don't like your career, you can leave and do another career. You, you just have more freedom. You can send your kids to school where you want to. It just goes on and on. So it's really important, I think, for women to realize this is our job. This is part of our journey. It's not to leave it to someone else. It's the other thing. I mean, I did the same thing. I ended up, even though I've been married for 20 years, my husband and I were hiring the experts to give people with certifications just to, to tell us how to how to manage our money. And honestly, I think it, it lined their pocketbooks a lot more than it ended up lining ours. And uh, so I think it's really, really important to, uh, to to be in charge and to know that it is it is our responsibility and it's empowering. It's wonderful to be able to feel like, you know, that you 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 know where your next meal can come from and your rent and your mortgage and your and money comes in every month with mailbox money. It's a fantastic way to live. Yep. And like you said, it opens up so much. Op- I mean, people still and a lot of our audience have already shaken a lot of that the the beliefs false beliefs that were ingrained in us from when we were little right about trying to be a producer and a creator and try to and by doing that generate more wealth for ourselves and our and our family because it opens up options it absolutely does like you said you know your quality of life the freedom of time the freedom of money, the freedom of relationships, the freedom of purpose, it unlocks all of these different freedoms for us when we have the ability to do that. And I love uh, how you mentioned that you own your own life, because that essentially is that is at the core of everything that we try to do is to try and help people out there become self-reliant, to own their own outcomes, to own their, their themselves, which 
and 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 uh, take responsibility for themselves and to to be able to do that because I think that's one of the things where the the education system has really let us down really really let us let us all down where it's created generations of people that are looking for someone else to be their savior and we've definitely seen, I mean it feels like every year there's an election in the in the United States where I live but globally it's the same thing and it's the same kind of theme that People are always looking at someone else to save them. It's no, this shows, and and that's what I love about what you're doing with your brand too, is the show and your brand is trying to empower people so that they can take care of themselves and, and, and be self-reliant. Absolutely. And one of the interesting things for me was that I was always, I always thought, oh, once I have a million dollars, I'm just, my life's going to be so great. I didn't even really think it through so much in as much as I just thought, I got to make the money. I got to make the money. I got to make the money. And sometimes it ran me. It really ran me. My relationship suffered. My relationship with my kids suffered. And honestly, once I got there, I kind of just sat there and I was there and I thought, oh, am I, aren't I supposed to be just elated right now? And it does speak to MC, the way that you talk about money, not being everything that there has to be another layer to it. And that was when I really went on this journey and found wealth warrior woman and realized I have to give back what I've, what I've learned because that's where the juice is. So no matter where you are on your journey, you can be giving that back. I wish that I hadn't been so self-consumed with this vision because I thought that it was my my panacea. I thought it was going to cure anything that that maybe wasn't working in my life, and it and it really didn't. I mean, it was it did give me a little bit. It gave me the the comfort to be able to explore and have that time because I knew that I could pay my bills and I didn't have to be uh, worried about that. But it didn't bring me happiness. Yeah. And it's that flip from scarcity to abundance that then all of a sudden creates ripple effects and multipliers in every other area of your life, right? Because you're you're st- totally so- starting to see the world different. So it's almost you have that moment afterwards there too, which when you're saying, I just want to share this with folks because it took me a while. And it was the same thing you know, for me is like when you f- that light bulb goes up and wow, if I can reverse engineer this, and just be able to share this blueprint, it's going to be help folks absolutely uh, achieve the same level of success at a much shorter time frame. It's like the Tony Robbins thing of a, what is a a decade and a day, right? That he, that he, that he kind of shares where you can literally take a blueprint and information from someone else that have already achieved what you're trying to achieve and download all that information basically in a decade and a day, as he calls it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I love the value of uh, of mentorship and of even these free resources are great. It's just that you have to ask yourself, am I getting the job done that I want? Am I moving the needle forward? Because if not, then the truth is you got nothing to lose. I mean, when I was on my self-exploration, I was doing Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. I was doing all kinds of things and uh, they weren't inexpensive, but they all were on the journey of getting to a place where uh, where um, I needed that support. And honestly, even being on this podcast, I mean, I didn't have the courage to lead. I didn't even know I could be a leader. I was never taught that. I was never taught that I could speak out. In fact, I was kind of told, be quiet. So for me to speak out was huge. And it was burning inside me that I knew that I wanted to have the meaning in my life that was deeper than just the American dream, which is buy a house, get married, and have kids. 
Absolutely. What are some of the things that you share with through your brand to your clients of how they can let excuses go or things that hold them back so that they could start their journey and and be intentional and get involved in real estate? Well, the cool thing is, is that most of the time, once people sign, sign up with me, they've already committed, they've already taken that leap. But to get them there is the hard part, right? Because once you, once you sign up and once you're in, you're already, okay, give me the goods. I'm ready. I'm committed. I put, you know, I put some money down. I'm in this game. And, uh, and so the harder part, I think, is taking that first leap. And I think what it is, is uh, really staying with, uh, with women and with people, with men too, and asking them, are you getting the results you want? Are you where you want to be? Did you buy the property you said you were going to buy last year? Did you save the money you wanted to save on taxes? Or did you just let another year go by where your money got washed away and uh, and you didn't take advantage of all the opportunities that are accessible to you because you were afraid to dive in? The other thing that happens, and I'm sure you see this too, MC, is that once you commit, the thing that's scary about committing is you're kind of putting your hand up I want this, then you're vulnerable because now I've said, I want this. I want this life. I want this vision. And if it doesn't happen, then what, you know, or if it doesn't happen in your time frame, we start to make up stories. I'm a failure. I couldn't do it anyway. I don't know why I did this. Now everybody knows that I'm, that I'm nothing, that I'm a fraud. And the truth is all those are just, they're, they're stories on our journey that we create. They're not real. We're just, we're just, in, in a courageous mode of, of working towards having a value in our life for ourselves and to bring it to others. Yeah. And, and I love that because the big thing that, uh, you know, people, they commit, they do the mindset thing, they invest in themselves, they do all these things. But the one piece that's missing too is that accountability piece, right? And it's someone that is going to be there that that you that you know it's like oh I'm gonna have to get on a call tomorrow and explain why I haven't taken action or doing this so not because most people need it but it's it's also a psychological thing right yeah and also I think that real estate while in a lot of ways it's very simple it's also pretty complicated I mean I'm always amazed even as I learn new strategies and I think oh I didn't know about that oh wow you can do that oh this works that works I can move this money here I can sell this and do this and uh, and so it is a, a kind of an intricate puzzle that um, is constantly unfolding. So I think one of the things that really uh, is is supportive is to be able to bounce those ideas around and get feedback. Because the other thing that I think is is scary is that we're not talking about twenty dollars. Oops, that didn't work. We're talking about a substantially amount, a larger amount. And the truth is, is that the likelihood of that 200,000 going to zero is pretty much zero. You know, even if your house burns down, you have insurance. In fact, you might even make more money. Um, having been through a very bad fire in California, I know a lot about fires and houses. But anyway, that's the, the point is, is that it is just un, an unfolding and there's constantly questions and there's constantly uh, variables that we're working to mitigate and, and look at. And we want to make sure that we have someone in our in our court that can support us. Absolutely. And bounce through ideas and talk through certain scenarios, which is very important in an ever-changing environment. The one that we've been in, 
uh, this year in 2020 and the one that will be going in uh, next year. One of uh, the habits I've observed from people that are very wealthy and successful is that they're always learning. They're always studying. What are some of the things that you're learning and studying to position you and help you uh, navigate 2021? <laughs> How long's this show? <laughs> well, one of my big plays right now is uh, my husband and I have a very large, we had a defined benefit plan, which uh, we maxed out and converted into a 401k profit sharing plan. And now it's occurred to us that uh, it might be beneficial to move some of that money into a Roth. And I cannot believe how misunderstood this whole conversion process is, but uh, a lot of people are told with Roths, which is Roth is a is a retirement vehicle that basically you use after-tax dollars and everything that you earn uh, is interest-free, gross interest-free, which is pretty phenomenal. But we're told that, you know, if you make 130,000, then you can only invest 6,000. If you're married, you can make 7,000. And it starts to, there's not too, it's not too long before, uh, before um, people start to discard it because they think it's not very viable for them. And the truth is it's extremely viable. Please learn about Roths. I wish I would have learned about it sooner. So uh, that's one of the big plays. It's not easy to do, but it's definitely, especially for anyone that has a lot of money in a, a, a retirement plan, definitely it's worth looking at. Not, I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying explore it. So that's one of the big plays in terms of that's that's probably like one. I mean, there's there's a million things we're doing, but one of the one of the big plays is working on on that strategy. And you've also uh, moved, right? Take an action, move to to Texas. Uh, how's that working out? How do you guys uh, live, uh, love living down there? Yeah, so we moved from Los Angeles to Austin during COVID. We It wasn't a spontaneous plan like a lot of people had left. We didn't leave, fortunately, because we couldn't afford California, although there was a big question in my mind, why do I want to afford California? <laughs> I think that certainly family is a hard thing to leave, and that's sort of a deal breaker. And if you love the beaches and you don't like humidity, there's not there, there's just a few places in the world that can be California, uh, especially Southern California where we were. But we did make the move. Uh, we were actually in escrow on a property in Austin in mid-February. So you can imagine uh, the the, uh, the feeling uh, come March 31st when we shut down and in Southern California, we shut down pretty dramatically. So um, it was a big move and uh, we managed it and we absolutely love Austin. And talk about a great value play is that uh, no more state taxes, 13% off the table right away. Uh, well, not right away, but as soon as uh, we established re re residency. So that was a pretty good uh, move in terms of increasing cash flow. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I mean, th that's one of the big things is literally, I was, uh, you know, jokingly saying, because someone was asking about some inefficiencies, cash flow inefficiencies. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and you could go through everything in areas that you can improve on and plug cash flow leaks, and so forth. And then kind of like, jokingly, but not jokingly, I was saying, well, you could always move too, because uh, you know, 13% you just mentioned, try and find 13% savings anywhere else on, you know, <laughs> on your income, the multiple of returns on that in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. It's it's quite incredible. So I think I, I think a lot of people are starting to to come to that conclusion. We've, you know, now that we're on the topic, we've seen in the news too, lately, 
all these companies moving. You know, Elon is coming to Texas. Elon Musk and and Tesla. One of the one of the the big uh, news stories. And then also, which I find very interesting, is we also saw huge financial institutions in New York exploring other uh, places. I think one of the the states that they were exploring was Florida. So there's a lot of movement, which we've covered on the show, but it's interesting to see now that um, it's more and more mainstream and a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more headlines in the news, right? Yeah. I mean, I think at a certain point, people start to realize that your quality of life can be great in other places. And if you're not tied down to a place and there's no incentive to stay there, then you're gonna move. The same thing happened, uh, my husband's in the entertainment industry and everybody up and left to Atlanta because they offered incentives. And it wasn't that no one liked where they were living in Los Angeles, it's just that at a certain point when you're spending over a million dollars an episode for television, no incentives really adds up quickly. And, um, and, it, and so, yeah, so I think that, you know, states really need to be thinking about it. It's going to be interesting. Like you said, the fallout in 2021, I mean, the moratorium on California continues and it continues to the plot thickens. And I mean, we're, there are, are, are rules in there that are talking about going to 2025. And I don't know how, uh, how, how it's going to all be managed. But it's it's getting to be a very, very challenging situation on both ends. I mean, I get that we want to get rid of COVID, but at the same time, shutting down businesses and creating uh, an indefinite year long, years long moratorium is is really going to create a lot of hardship. Yeah, I think I was on a mastermind call this morning where one of the things that was discussed is the is the reaction of the general population to certain things that are happening now. Because I think a lot of folks would see things happening now and they react to what's happening now, but it's all, it's almost like a couple of moves down the line of what's the big, what, big picture, what's going to happen. Like one of the things that was discussed was let's just say the massive amount of money printing. There's going to be more stimulus, maybe before the end of this year, more stimulus next year. There might be another two or three just to, to put everything back, try try and put everything back together, which is not possible. So you look at that and you go, well, you know, there's a lot of imbalances of budgets of countries, states, provinces, and other countries. Um, then there's local governments. They're all, I mean, the money that they're spending, they don't have. So where where do they get it? They could raise taxes. They could print money. <laughs> you know. So it's you look at all these these kind of effects, ripple effects. And then you have to look at it and say, well, how are people going to react to all of this? You know, and to your point, are people just going to stay in California with all these things happening, not to pick on California? There are different states too in the same, in the same boat. But you, it's, it's very interesting and a, and a lesson to learn here that you're, that you're bringing to our viewers and listeners is you, you got to pre-think these things and know that they're all put together and they're all tied together in um, the decisions that you're going to make as an investor, right? Yeah. And I think what's, I think that the way to shift this also is to start looking at what opportunities there are, because there are some, there will be every time there's a, a some kind of upheaval, obviously we've never experienced anything like this, but there are going to be exciting businesses that emerge. There's going to be shifts in the marketplace. And this is where we summon up courage to say, okay, 
where are the opportunities? Who can I align myself with? What can I do? A lot of people have been talking about uh, baby boomers and a lot of, we have a lot of baby boomers right now in, in the United States and that a lot of them are retiring. And what a lot of people are doing, and this is something you can do without a lot of money. I'm actually working on helping my plumber do this right now because he, uh, this guy came to me with his on a home warranty and said that he was working 15 hour days and never saw his family. And I said, well, let's find a business Let's find a plumber that has been working in his business for 40 years that wants to just retire. And let's say, hey, we'll give you $2,000 a month. We'll take your over your business. And then all of a sudden you get clients, you keep the business going. The clients are happy. You're very happy. The owner is happy because he was going to retire and walk away from everything. And now he has money. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of wins here. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities that we can be creating if we're thinking innovatively. Yep. Uh, absolutely. And that's where the warrior comes in, right? Time for courage, because in turmoil, chaos, uncertainty, there's a ton of opportunity for listeners and for viewers out there. Uh, and you want to be on the right side of this and have clarity and, and definitely be prepared. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values and principles to future generations not just money. So you, if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, number one would be follow your heart, follow your dreams, and love yourself. Take care of yourself and know that this is your journey and make it the most you want it to be. Be bold, be courageous, and live your life. Live your life because you deserve it. You're here. And we all we all love you. We all want you to, to succeed. And uh, the, the second thing is to be curious. And one of the things that really helped me, and it's just in my nature, I just am so excited by life. I'm so curious. I'm so interested in other people. So be curious and be in action. So get curious about something, ask somebody something, and then take action on it. And that could be a new business. That could be a new uh, new opportunity that you never thought existed before COVID. And number three is to be positive and grateful because we can't make things happen when we are dreary and when we don't feel good and we're not thinking good thoughts and like good things can happen. It just stops. It's it stops the energy flow really from um, from everything. So when all else fails, you know, be grateful for your breath. Be grateful for uh, this day. Find something. Find something, and then through there, you will find uh, find some joy to carry on and to actually be somewhat happy with it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Tomorrow, where can listeners and viewers learn more about you? Where can they follow you? And where can they stay involved in, and informed of all of the many projects that you're involved with? Absolutely. My website is wealthwarriorwoman.com. And there's links there to connect with me if you're interested in um, starting uh, the new masterclass in January. And there's going to be a course along that that kind of talks about the world of real estate investing and really helps work with clients to go through that process and get them into their investments, syndications, whatever it is. Uh, so you're not sitting with your money on the sidelines and that you have empowerment to understand, oh, okay, this makes sense to me. This is a deal I want to do. That's one of the things I love. My, my clients tell me, yeah, this looks like a pretty good deal to me. They are telling me what's a good deal. And I love that. 
And uh, also, uh, I'm a social wealth warrior woman. I have to say, I have not been. I'm going to be revamping. We have a new social media manager. It is very challenging to to attempt to keep up with social on your own. But you can certainly find me. I'm not hiding. And I'm here for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for all of my listeners and viewers. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was a joy. And thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners and our viewers out there. Appreciate you spending your most valuable resource, your time. Uh, Once again with me on the show, please check out all of our past episodes along with the episodes of Cashflow Investing Secrets at CashflowNinja.com. There's also tools and resources for our community. And also, if you're interested to learning what the 1% is doing and the similar principles that the banks are actually utilizing, you could check out our free video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. Until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.